Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself. We'll talk about the NFL Virtual Draft a little more than a week away. We've got the list of the eight LSU football players who have been invited to participate in the Virtual Draft. Will Joe Burrow be the number one pick of the Cincinnati Bengals? We'll talk about that as well. Some other draft tidbits for you. We also got some comments on the new logo and uniforms for the Indianapolis Colts. Got a little something about New Orleans Saints coaches for you as well. Right here on Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself. Don't forget, coming out later this week, Chin Music. All about Major League Baseball with Rick Robinson and I. That'll be out this Wednesday. Connect on social media. I'm happy to connect with you. Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-M. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can connect with Talking Sports with TK as they have their own Facebook and Instagram account. Let's listen to a quick message, then we'll be back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman, and it's time for Sports Takes, the NFL Virtual Draft, and much more. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We're talking sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. As I mentioned, it's time for Sports Takes. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman in just a moment. And as I mentioned, we're talking about the NFL virtual draft. We've got some tidbits on it for you. And I have a list of the eight LSU Tigers who have been invited to participate in the virtual draft where they'll have a camera sent to their home by chance uh, that they are picked in the three-day draft, which is a little bit over a week away from starting the NFL is full speed ahead with this virtual draft. But on any further ado, we say hello to Trey Blossman. Trey, how are you today? Doing fine, Tommy. Hey, this virtual draft thing is going to take place. It's been announced that Commissioner Roger Goodell will be in the basement of his home in Bronxville, New York. The draft will be co-produced by ESPN and the NFL Network. They've been they've been sending memos out on a daily basis to the coaches, to the general managers. They've been testing some things that, you know, we talked about this on a previous podcast. Is there going to be a glitch? You talked about how Vegas has got odds on whether or not there'll be a glitch. Apparently, they are trying to work to prevent that. We're a little bit more than a week away. This NFL virtual draft is going to take place. Well. Yeah, and that's a good thing. I think that's a real good thing. We, we we talked last week about, you know, finding the new normal, returning to some normalcy, uh, even though this will be quite a different broadcast and quite a different event. It gets us back to some level of normalcy, and anything we can do in that direction is good. Now, here's a couple of tidbits we've got for you. The 58 prospects that have been invited to participate, I'll give you the list of LSU guys in just a minute, will all be sent a camera. They're being asked that when the camera shows them, don't have more than six people in the picture. Another tidbit you need to know, the time needed to select picks will not change from previous drafts. 
you know, teams will have 10 minutes in the first round, seven minutes in rounds two and three, five minutes in the remaining rounds of four through seven. They're also going to be a private encrypted draft channel for the team's designated drafter to make the pick uh, so that they can make sure that, you know, everybody gets it right and whatnot. Now, the eight LSU Tigers who've been invited to participate, obviously quarterback Joe Burrow, linebacker Kayla Von Chason, center Lloyd Cushenberry, safety Grant Delpit, cornerback Christian Fulton, wide receiver Justin Jefferson, tight end Thaddeus Moss, and linebacker Patrick Queen. Eight of the 58 are LSU Tigers. They were the best team in football last year. Uh, no surprise that they'd have the most players invited. This is great for LSU, great publicity exposure. And please note, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, not among the eight uh, set to be a part of this virtual draft. Now, the record for LSU, we talked about this last podcast and we had to update it. They did have four players taken in the first round uh, of the draft back in 2007. And the record for Tigers drafted in the total draft is nine. Both of those records could come down off the board. Trey, your takes on the LSU Tigers that have been invited to participate. Well, I, I think, number one, both of those records fall. I think there will be a minimum of five Tigers taken in the first round, perhaps six. I think of the eight players invited, at least seven of them will be taken in the first two rounds. The only question I have there is Thad Moss. And I'm wondering if he didn't get an invite because of who his daddy is, because that's going to be an interesting shot to put him on when he's drafted with his father there. Of course, Randy Moss, uh, record-setting wide receiver in the NFL. So I, I think all eight of the invitees will be chosen in the first three rounds. You throw in Clyde, that's nine already so you've already tied the record for tigers in a taken in a draft in a seven round draft i think that that record gets broken i think that uh somebody else will get picked maybe a couple others we might get 10 11 guys drafted so i think lsu sets records for number of players taken in the first round and overall this will be the best draft ever historically for LSU Tigers. And, of course, Joe Burrow. Okay, the Cincinnati Bengals have the first pick. Everybody knows that. I heard an interview this morning on the Dan Patrick Show with Zach Taylor, who's the new head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. Seems like a great guy. Hey, he's from Norman, Oklahoma, but played football at Nebraska. That's an interesting story for another day. Uh, but he's got a lot of NFL coaching experience. He's been at the college ranks. He's the new head coach of the Bengals, and I give credit to Dan Patrick. He asked him point blank, are you going to select LSU quarterback Joe Burrow with the first pick in the draft? And, of course, he gave the answer he had to give. He said, well, we are comfortable with the direction we're going to go in. So he didn't say yes. He didn't say no. Personally, I think this is TK's personal thought, and I don't know anybody that works for the Bengals. I got no inside information here. I think the Bengals will select Joe Burrow the Ohio thing, even though he's from a town that's not real close to Cincinnati from what I understand. But I just think that they're going to go with Joe Burrow and try to build a football team around him. Now, anything can happen. You know, draft day trades, there's mock drafts everywhere you look, lots of rumors, lots of if ands, and buts. But I think that the Bengals will select Joe Burrow with the first pick. Trey, your thoughts? Well, 
if they're offered a deal that would increase their picks in the early rounds, maybe they trade down. But I don't think there's any way in the world that Cincinnati drafting with the first pick takes a player other than Joe Burrow. He's a home state guy. He's the Heisman Trophy winner. He just won a national championship. He just penned the best season historically ever by an NCAA quarterback. You got to take the hometown kid unless you turn that pick into four picks in the first three rounds, then maybe you have to seriously look at that. Miami has a ton of picks, Tommy, and Miami wants and needs a quarterback, and I think they really like Joe Burrow. Can they put together enough of a package to get Cincinnati to trade down? And while Cincinnati needs a quarterback, they need a lot more than just a quarterback. So multiple early picks would help them build towards the future, but Man, Joe Burrow comes to the NFL and plays for another team other than the Bengals and has the kind of career that it looks like he's going to have. That's going to be tough for the next decade plus for Bengal fans to stomach. Well, and of course, they've stomached a lot in past years. Now, uh, Bengals coach Zach Taylor was also asked if if Joe Burrow had an edge over Tua Tagovailoa or Justin Hebert or Jordan Love or any of the other guys. And once again, he was non-committal. He kind of talked to all the guys have, you know, done great things and shown what they can do. And, you know, he gave it the pat answer because you never know, like you said, if somebody offers them three, four picks or whatever, maybe three picks in a, in a current player, maybe they do say, Hey, we can do more for our team especially if maybe they like one of the other quarterbacks as much or better than Joe Burrow. I mean, you, you just never know. Maybe they're sitting back saying, hey, we think Justin Bear is the guy, the, the kid out of Oregon, so if we can make a trade and still know that we can get Bear, maybe we make it. That's all part of you know what their front office staff has to do in their war room, and, and that is if they get offered any kind of a deal. But if I had – you know, to to bet a, a Diet Coke on it, I think I clearly say that the Bengals will take Joe Burrow and the draft will go forward after that. Well, you know, that's the most likely scenario, Tommy. I I don't see Justin Herbert or Abey, however he pronounces it, having the kind of career that Joe Burrow will have. Uh, of course, uh, being pending him being injury free or not being seriously hurt. I, I have really watched Burrow play. I've talked about this on past segments with you. Nobody will watch a football game with me because I will watch a play over 10 times in a row before proceeding back to the next play uh, for one reason or another. And the way that Joe Burrow goes through his progressions is top-notch. It's absolutely stellar. He identifies the open man, gets rid of the ball quickly with accuracy. He's not afraid to throw it against the defense. Uh, I mean, he's placed some balls perfectly in the hands of receivers 30 and 40 yards down the field. He has the skills. He's going to be really, really good uh, again, it would take a hell of a package if I were the Bengals to get me interested. But as I said just a minute ago, three or four picks in the first two days and maybe a player, 
you got to entertain that. And it depended on how far down you would fall in the first round too. You know, if you're trading with Miami, who's at five, you're still going to get a real good player. If you're trading with the saints who are at 24, uh, not so much. So it would take a much bigger package without a high pick, but the, the teams that are interested, the Dolphins and the Chargers at five and six, you know, they, they could they could move up. The charge, I mean, the Dolphins have the best chance because they're loaded with the most picks. The other thing that Joe Burrow has going for him, as has been pointed out, he did this against the best defenses in the land in the SEC uh, week in and week out, and then you can't count Oklahoma because they don't play defense, but Clemson's pretty damn good on defense, and he shredded them as well. So, uh, you know, I, I can't see how anybody would pick another quarterback ahead of Burrow, but that's just my opinion. Well, I, I totally agree with that. You, you take a quarterback ahead of Burrow, you're foolish. <laughs> and you look, it's going to be just like when the Bears took Mitchell Trubinsky. They picked him seventh. And we all know that uh, two pretty good quarterbacks playing for Kansas City and Houston that were on the board when they took Trubinsky with the second pick. That's going to go down as one of the all-time worst quarterback picks. I'll put it up there with Akili Smith and our very own uh, LSU Tiger. Uh, Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell. Russell from Mobile. Th- those are two of the worst. Ryan Leaf would be another one. Uh, Mitch Trubinsky. That's probably the top four for me as the worst first-round picks for quarterbacks. Well, just further proof that the NFL draft is not an exact science, the whole thing about Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. And then that kind of you trickle it down, and when Ed Orgeron and the Tigers are, are recruiting 25 kids or 22, 23, 24 kids, it's not an exact science. You're going to make a mistake, you, you know. But in the NFL, the mistakes are a little more glaring, especially when it's an early pick and, as you mentioned, a quarterback thing. You're listening to Sports Takes here with Trey Blossman and myself, Tommy Price, saying please feel free to share this podcast with your friends. Trey, you had some thoughts on the Indianapolis Colts whipping out some new logos and uniforms. Well, you know, my first reaction when I heard that, Tommy, was why? They have a beautiful classic look that hasn't changed since I was a kid. Uh, I like their uniforms. I think they've got one of the better looking uniforms in football, but they, they really didn't redesign it. They made some tweaks relative to a font, relative to put in the state, shape of the state in the logo. I, I like what they've done. Uh, I, I think they're positive tweaks, and I can't wait to, to see them on the field. Uh, of course, Atlanta and Tampa Bay have done some major changes to their uniforms. I think Tampa going back to the original uh, Dreamsicle color, I think is a good thing for them. I never did like the colors they've been wearing the last couple of decades. I haven't even seen the new Atlanta uniforms, to be honest with you. But uh, I uh, think the Colts, Colts look going to look pretty sharp. Yeah, I agree with that. The Atlanta uniforms, they're okay. I've seen that. Tampa, they, they got a lot of work to do to but they got Tom Brady. So, you know, that that if they if they can win, uh, people won't worry about the uniform as much. I have uh, another little NFL thing. If you're a New Orleans Saints fan, I know we got people all over the world, all over the country listening to our podcast, uh, but a lot of people in Louisiana, since that's where it emanates from. 
Ken Trahan at CrescentCitySports.com. That's a website based in New Orleans, CrescentCitySports.com. He's been doing a, a daily feature on the history of the Saints coaches, starting with Tom Pierce when the team first played back in the late 60s and coming forward. He, he's up to uh, Dick Stanfell, who replaced Hank Stram. Been really good stuff. Doesn't take long to read it. Some pictures, some great facts and info. Uh, I would, If you're a Saints fan, you got plenty of time on your hands to listen to this podcast. Go to CrescentCitySports.com and read Ken's pieces. They're coming out each day. Tomorrow he'll have the next coach uh, coming forward. Uh, all about the Saints coaching history. Really good stuff from an outstanding journalist in Ken Trahan and a dear friend of mine. CrescentCitySports.com. Do check it out. Yeah, I certainly will, particularly the segment on Hank Stram, Tommy. I'm looking forward to seeing that. All right, Trey. Well, we're going to uh, jump this together again a little bit later in the week. Some more things will transpire, I think, in the national pandemic issue as well as the sports world. Seems like a few things are happening. A closing note, what's wrong with Dak Prescott? If stay at home in Texas and he throws a party for 30 people with Zeke Elliott there and they had a food buffet, they were not social distancing. It was just, it was a mess. Total disrespect for the stay at home uh, rules in the state of Texas. And he has been getting blasted for it on the uh, social media. And I suspect he'll be issuing an apology. Well, he, he needs to. That's, uh, you know, it's it's one thing to do it. It's another thing to do it and let everybody know about it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really a bad call from somebody I think is a good person. I enjoy the way he plays. I've always been a fan. Uh, you know, just uh, that's a brain fart right there, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trey, will you enjoy the rest of the week? And we'll do this again a little bit later in the week. We'll come up with another episode of Sports Takes. Look forward to it, Tommy. Real quick on the way out, I mentioned to you before we started recording, I watched the 30 by 30 on ESPN on the U Miami last night. Highly recommended. Those were some great football teams. They almost won six national championships over the period of a few years. I think they wound up with three of them. But uh, chances for others that they blew, of course, the game they lost to Penn State when they had triple the yardage, triple the first downs, but they also had a ton of turnovers and lost the game. But a highly entertaining two-hour segment on uh, University of Miami. All right, Trey, we'll do this again soon. Enjoy the week. You too, Tommy. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.